Snowball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Tuesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Got a bunch of football again today. At the end of the show, we'll hit the high school football top 10 games. According to the Oklahoman, there are tons of 4A teams there. Maybe even somebody we know in that top 10 list. I found uh, the Tulsa World's high school poll this week, so we can kind of look at it and compare it to the AP that will come out probably later on today. I hadn't been able to find it just yet, but uh, we can kind of compare and contrast uh, some different movements there. College football weekend, we got into it just a tick yesterday before Jim got on the show. So all the upsets, the Big 12, I thought acquitted itself pretty nicely, even in a couple of losses. Uh, We're still right there. Uh, So when you look at some of the non-conference standings the least amount of losses losses so far in the big 12 um it the conference is pretty good I, I just don't know if there's a great team i think it's just a solid deep league but maybe not a playoff team so we'll hit that and also our top 10 this week mine's completely different than last week but well, with all the upsets, they'd have well, to. Well, when yeah. some people are playing, I mean, let's let's be honest. Oklahoma hasn't played a Power Five school yet, so what do we really know about OU versus, you know, Kentucky going on the road and beating Florida? You know, just, it, yeah. the, the schedule just aren't even yet, and that'll kind of start to work itself out as we move along throughout the season. Uh, then we'll hit the NFL. What in the hell happened last night? What is Nathaniel Hackett doing? <laughs> Maybe I should have put him How on the hot seat. How is it so hard for coaches to manage the clock? I hope you were watching. I, I, I wasn't. We, we had some baseball, and we're trying to get back. Well, we had some softball, but I was <clears throat> paying attention. Yeah. I, I got to throw my phone. But have you seen – have you seen how the Manning boys were handling what was going on? No. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I, I thought Peyton's head was going to blow off his head <laughs> watching what was going on. Or off his shoulders, I mean. Just going, what are you doing? Uh, I think there needs to be. I mean, he just he was making the timeout signal for 40 straight seconds. Just ludicrous. Uh, and i got some stats to prove that. Also, who impressed you this week in the NFL? Who didn't? Uh, in those who didn't, I'm sure, is the Dallas Cowboys. Is their season already over? And then, of course, injuries, the story as well. But a couple of them may not be as bad as we originally thought. That remains to be seen. So that's kind of what we've got on our mind. If you got something else or you, you want to comment on those things, feel free to chime in. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. It's 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the app. Paragon app's got it all, and it's free. Three radio stations, Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News will hit the website tonight at midnight, thepennynews.com. Also, uh, Big Elk TV and Paragon TV, both. Uh, on air this week, three games. You've got Hollis at Mountain View on Paragon TV, Merida hosts Minko on Paragon TV, then the Elks' final, uh, fourth and final non-district game up at Carl Albert in Midwest City. That'll be on Big Elk TV, and of course, this podcast, Skinny on Sports podcast, available. iTunes, 
or kadsam.com. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and catch that. This is, uh, by the way, Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Uh, thank you to Rodney and all the gang down at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. They are the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. Free local delivery, drive through pickup, and curbside testing vaccinations. We'll tell you all about Paul Jones Drug as we move along throughout the show today. Good morning, Jared. Good morning. How was your How was your night? Uh, it was It was good. the The Elk City Elite have gotten better throughout the fall. That's what you want. Part of the reason is because now you know with the way that team kind of came together. They now actually, they all know each other's name. There you go. So we're, we're moving forward. <laughs> Not, hey, you! <clears throat> yeah, good play, kid. That's <laughs> what so we're, uh, Brandon Culver and I were joking about that last night. Like, hey, they're actually saying each other's name. Hey. This is cool. Not, hey, you, way to go, kid. <laughs> nice play, buddy. Good job, number nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely helping a little bit uh, in that regard. But, uh, but yeah. And beat two pretty good teams, Navajo and Merritt, uh, each by, let's see, Eight to six in one game, seven to six in the other, and so it was a fun night. It's fun to to watch. You know, all the teams are inevitably do get better. Well, that's the goal, right? <laughs> and you so want yeah, them it's fun to time, watch. That. Yeah, each time get better than the last. How do Wyatt do? Uh, the first at bat, he hit a screaming kind of a line drive slash hard ground ball down the third base line that got all the way to the fence for a grand slam. Hello. The next one, he about took the glove off of the third baseman and reached. Then he hit a hard. Then the next game, he hit it hard to center field. Got he caught right at the guy. And then the disappointing at bat of the night was definitely the last one. Bases loaded, nobody out. Winning run on third because you know the time's there. You know the time limit's happening. So right bottom of the third. This is the last at bat tie score. <clears throat> and you could tell he was pretty amped up to you know walk it off as he would say. I'm gonna walk this off. And he got way out in front of a pitch on the outside corner, popped it up in in the infield. So the infield fly oh, darn was it. in effect. Uh, but no worries. Uh, the, I think actually uh, the next pitch went to the screen, and our runner from third scored. So to win that game, seven to six. No, he did fine. He he, he did fine. He's uh, starting to. He's really kind of started. It, he, you know how sometimes settling in. Well, sometimes you know when you, you watch guys, you, girls, boys, doesn't matter who it is. When you watch them hit. There's times when you can just watch their body language and their mm-hmm. confidence. And you're thinking, "Oh yeah, you're gonna hit it hard every time." Sure, he's in that mode right now. He's just a little bit amped up to try to win the game, uh, and so well, uh, it didn't work out. But some still, people, the team won, so that's yeah, all that matters. Some people crave that that scenario, that situation, and some people shy away from. It. Sounds like he wants to be in that situation. Wants to be the guy. Yeah, you could tell he was. Yeah, he he was ready for to get to first. Hit it, get to first, and all of them come running at him. He could just he's just a little too amped up to try to be the hero. Uh, but yeah, well, you'd rather right. that than just sit there and watch it and be scared to death of that moment. So yeah, you just want, is what you it want is. that moment. Yeah, you crave it. How about you? Uh, we were on the other side playing some softball. Got a couple wins ourselves. Was, you talked about getting better each game. I think we're seeing that too with this group that wasn't coach pitch last summer and now or this past summer and now they're. Now they're in this new level of kid pitch, and and I'm you you mentioned that seeing that confidence with with each one going up there, you know, ten of them moved up, and so we were kind of, or me personally, I was kind of nervous, like man, how are these girls going to react to this? And and now they're going up there with not so much deer in a headlight look. Now it's pound the plate, let's go, 
you know, and, and swinging at good pitches and looking at the bad ones. You know, so I'm you know, encouraged. Got a, again, couple wins. One over Sarah against a really good pitcher. I didn't get her name, but she was a she was bringing it. Like the you know those pitchers that that grunt when they pitch. Mm-hmm. She would and she, you know, and the thing was. You know how it works when you get a good pitcher that's bringing some velocity behind it, and then if the bat speed hits it just right, <laughs> boom, that's, right. that's a good. Hit. So the girls were putting it in play and making uh, the defense work for Sayer, and um, so I was impressed by that. And then took on a merit in the second game and run ruled them, and we got to throw a lot of pitchers, you know, get some some work in. So it was an overall good night, two wins. Happy about it. Oh no, what? who was on the merit team? It, was, um, it wasn't the boss's kid. No, okay. no, she is still. She's still down. Yeah, she's she's still, still with the AU. Okay, we played them last Thursday, and beat them. But um, it, but she is like one of the oldest on that team. Uh, talking to uh, to Amber, that it seemed like they had a lot of turnover with that team. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just that time of the year in the fall, which you know you see a lot of turnover going from one group to the next group, and and I look at it as just a chance. Let's get a lot of reps in. You know, and because uh, there's no state tournament or anything at the end of this season, you're no. just you're in there just to you know, let's get them acclimated and and see it and and get ready for the spring. It's but, move up time too. Yeah, it's move yeah, up time. Yeah. Okay, we were talking about getting better. You know who's got a great chance to get better? Nathaniel Hackett, because oh, he can't get any worse. You know what? I'll be I honest guess if with you. you. Start at the bottom on your first. Yeah. Did you know what his name was before last Not night? Not a clue. I Other don't... than looking it up, because um, when we're doing our preview of what coach could be on the hot seat, and I thought, well, who's that Denver? I forgot they, who they hired. Looked him up. Well, he can't be on the hot seat. It's his first year. It's his first game. Well, boy, well, was it a memorable one. Well, maybe <laughs> he can be on the hot seat. I don't know. Gito Smith started out on fire. Russell Wilson was really, really good, which makes what happened at the end even all the more head scratching, suspect, yeah. ridiculous. So here is exactly how it was: seventeen sixteen, Denver trailed by a point, with one eleven on the clock in the fourth quarter. They're snapping it on third down and fourteen from their own forty-five yard line. They gain nine yards on a pass to Javante Williams with the full complement of three timeouts, mind you. And that's the last play they ran on offense. They settled for a 64-yard field goal. That seems ridiculous just on its face, right? Without having any context of the numbers and the the probabilities, that still seems pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Because you're paying your quarterback 250 <laughs> some odd million dollars for that exact situation, not your kicker. Right. You got any idea uh, uh, since 1960 that spans a pretty wide range, doesn't it? I would say it, you so. Say? That's, uh, yeah. All right, so since 1960, there have been 42 attempts of 64-plus yards in the NFL. How many do you think they made? Out of 42? 42, 42. I will say 10 or less. Two. Two. <laughs> two of 42. 
kickers are since 1960. Well, maybe you saw something in his kicker in practice. Well, I just saw Brandon McManus, a tweet from him, said the, the get-to yard line was the 46. They got there, which would have been a – they actually got an, an extra yard or – what? anyways. So they got to where the, he said he could make it. But anyway, that's 4.8% since 1960. Last year in the NFL, there were 45 plays where a team went for it on exactly fourth and five. So not all the fourth, just, I mean, we're, we're talking about this situation specifically, mm-hmm. fourth and five, teams went for it 45 times. How many times do you think they got? No, that's going to be a little higher, I think. Well, how higher? Uh, I'll say 50%. Exact, 22 of 45. Okay. So you can't be 50% because it's an odd number, sure. but that's as close as you can get. So you had your $256 million quarterback with a, from last year's stats, 50% chance of picking up a first down with all your timeouts, mind you, yeah. and still a minute on the clock as it was running, versus a 4.8% chance at a 64-yarder for a guy that you're not paying $256 million I'm to. not the smartest man. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But uh, aren't there, like, built-in plays? Like, okay, we can get four yards here, three yards here on this out route, on this underneath, on this screen play. Aren't there built-in plays that, yeah, they're not home run hitters, but they're going to get us closer? Yeah, a lot of times Wouldn't they're called two-point, so? con- like the two-point conversion sure. plays. Sure, the goal line and that kind of stuff. Yeah, barbarian. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, barbarian would be one of them. <laughs> if you're talking about the Elks, I'm, I I had this pulled up, and I, dadgummit, I hit refresh, and I've lost – the Manning cast as it was happening. <laughs> oh, I'm to go find that. that Just a second. I can imagine gonna find that it. that was. I mean, could, because you're was, talking about. Yeah. First off, Shannon Sharp was on at the time. Oh, and, I, and yes, and yeah. as our our text line is so astutely pointing out, he was just flat out taking shots of vodka. On the air. Okay. Just hanging out, watching games. Why do we pretend people don't drink? It's just its just kind of odd <laughs> I mean, to see a dude just shooting vodka on I mean, TV. It's, uh, it's NFL. What's every other commercial? A, a beer and vodka and yeah. tequila? And, and, and it's not and, like it's Eli and Peyton doing it. Yeah. It's their guests. I mean, what, it's just... Well, yeah, they, they can't I like how real them. that is. I've kind of come around. Yeah, At see, first, I, I was like, to tell uh, you. yeah, I'm more of a purist. I like to see the play-by-play, which, by the way... Uh, Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman now on Monday Night Football. I saw again the very end. So I, those are familiar NFL voices. On oh, the there's never stage. been a bigger upgrade in the history of broadcasting Absolutely. from what they had. Like, and listen, I liked Lewis Riddick, Steve Levy, eh. but to, yeah, to get the voices those, of football right two, now, yeah, 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 it works. But um, anyways, yeah, I, I need to find that that no, Manning cast. I need to find that Manning cast, but uh. But I do like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. But yeah, I thought there would you'd think this is like football one oh one. And where are his assistants at telling him? Why doesn't everybody have just a coach that I mean, knows the clock? It has a sheet that yeah. says this is what we, they have it for two point conversions. Yeah. Statistic plays, like listen, yeah. we're uh we're yeah. we, we guaranteed four yards on every play every time we run this play or a version of this play, coach, every time tonight we've ran it. I think we need to run this a few times. Let's get us a little closer. We got our timeouts. No one's telling them that. Obviously, here we go. I found it. So this is as it's happening on the the, the third and fourteen play being snapped. Sutton, Sutton. Uh-oh. 
Oh, oh. yes. A good play. Okay, that now, we got, now, now, we, miss. now we got fourth and five. Fourth and five is doable. We got three timeouts here. I might use one right here, E. Let's use Without. one. Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. He's still, try to draw, he's still try to draw him off sides. Might try to draw him off sides, E. Yeah, hard you count. Don't have that much time. Count. You don't, well, you don't want to waste that much time, I don't think. Well, running a play. Early. They look, they look unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. Hurry up. Hurry. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. So they're watching the play clock go down to nothing. Time out, time out. So you just burned 30 seconds to call a timeout? Peyton is in Surrender Cobra right now. A lot of time wasted right there to call a timeout, Peyton. Yes. Yes. Now if you you get five yards, I mean, you still got two timeouts, but you got to get some yardage. They're going to kick it. They're gonna kick it. Wait, what? They're gonna kick, kick what? It. Oh, they're, gonna kick. they're kicking it right here. Kicking the field goal right here. Hold on. Oh. They're kicking Let me a, see how far this is. Do we have a bleep button? It sounds like Shannon Sharp's yeah. about to go crazy. Yarder. What? <laughs> if you've got they're it. speaking for America. That's what everyone was watching last night. Was go with her. What? You have got to see Peyton's facial expressions as this is happening. It makes it even all the way because he is just in shock. <laughs> like, do you idiots not know how to manage a clock? Like, I, I mean, I'm sure he's got to be thinking, what what is Russell Wilson doing? Just call it time. He knows better than that. Yeah. So and, this, and that's a, that's this, part of it yeah. is what is Russell Wilson doing in that in that moment? Does he is he sitting there going? Is what is he waking up to today? Thinking, what did I do? What did I mean? Well, I got the bag. I got money. But should he be more assertive? Like, you know what? Nuh-uh. Time out. He I'm will be calling, from now I'm on. I'm calling time out. My coach doesn't know what he's doing. I know yes. how to do this. Time out and go over and tell his coach how to coach. Yes, that's what he needs to start doing from yeah. now on. A hundred percent. And yeah, that, that would have, in, in my opinion, that never happens when he's at Seattle. But as the new guy, he may. I mean, he's obviously the highest player, paid player on the team, and he is the face of the franchise. He, he ought to realize that he could do it last night but i don't know if it was one of those okay let's see what's going on i don't feel comfortable with what i'm supposed to be yet how am i supposed to handle these but you are the quarterback and you are the guy i can't believe he let that happen i mean i promise you if that was Pey- peyton he was about to jump through the tv yeah. and call a timeout for him that's what i was thinking like if peyton was still there you know oh, this was a time, situation guaranteed. he's calling a time he's gonna look up and, and go all right fourth and five we got a minute left two time timeout right. let's talk about this let's get the right play in right because eli even said it you know they look they, they look like they don't know what they're doing uh, Cortland sutton was looking around his hands up trying to get set and they were about to snap it and get a penalty a five-yard penalty going back um when they when they did finally call the timeout which and then we get to as ridiculous as all that was so then after they missed the field goal there's 15 seconds left on the clock. Two timeouts. It's a, you know, hit the knee and the game is over. Uh-huh. Nathaniel Hackett calls two timeouts after the the vict- in the victory formation. <laughs> what? That's it's hard to miss, man. I mean, uh, even Mike McCarthy was yelling at the TV going, what are you doing? And Mike McCarthy doesn't even know if there's a clock at the game. I think we've all played enough Madden to know how to clock manage, right? I mean, I guess the all the, you know, the 
armchair quarterbacks are thinking, well, I know how to do that, you know. I bet in the heat of the moment, I'm not trying to build in excuses for him, but you'd think that'd be like coaching 101. It should be, but that's also why you have that coach you were talking about. If it's not, if you can't think in the heat of the moment, right. that's why you've got you, you know, have uh, you got Jiminy Cricket on your yeah. shoulder going, call or, a timeout, or on your headset, call a timeout. Yeah, you got your your OC on top going, hey, uh, coach. No, it doesn't even need to be them. Just, just somebody, somebody that that's yeah, all they do. Any, anybody, anybody. All he does is yeah. go. Call a timeout. There's a minute left. You have three timeouts, fourth and five. We're not kicking a 65-yard field goal, you jack wagon. We're not doing it. <laughs> Maybe he just thinks he's the smartest guy in the stadium, and he just – I don't know what happened. <clears throat> it wasn't very good, though. I do know that. So, uh, Seattle ruins Russell Wilson's trip home on opening night. Do you have a problem with Seattle fans booing him? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I thought about it. I mean, it's, it's absolutely I mean, ridiculous. Do we do we have a problem? Did we did you have a problem booing Kevin Durant his first return? That you see what I'm it saying? was still ridiculous, yeah, but, but because you, I know why. Wilson won them a Super Bowl. I think there should have been a little bit more respect out of the Seattle fans. He did and <clears throat> it's a lot the same, but but here's the difference though. He went to a team that's not even in their division. Which they wouldn't have been playing, but once every four years, it just happened to it, set well, up. From what I understood, up. I thought it was like a mutual breakup. Uh, it seemed like it at the time, but you know, whereas Durant, now he did play out his contract, and I've talked about that a bunch on this show. He did what he was supposed to do, and then he wanted to leave, and he—that's his prerogative. I think the reason Kevin Durant got booed is because of where he went and how he handled that situation. Right, I can see that. I see what you're saying. You know, like it, if Seattle was in the. The, well, yeah, if he'd have went to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, you know, think about that. It, it was like the situation a few years back. Well, of course, they beat San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl in that NFC title game, the Super Bowl they ended up winning against the Broncos. But it had been like losing that game and then going, ha, ha, yeah, I'm taking my talents to San Fran. Yeah, exactly. That That's the the difference in it. They're, you know, their moves are similar, but the way they handled it and what they did where they went was different but yeah i think it's you know it, it's just he, that guy it was a perfect night for seattle fans should have cheered him hey thanks for your time here right gino just beat you just lost to gino smith and laugh at him as he's walking off the field because his coach tried to kick a 65 yard field goal yeah uh okay, what i was just curious because <laughs> for the record i i had a problem with it too yeah i see I, I, I thought for for reasons i said he won you a super bowl Show the dude a little bit of respect, and that doesn't bode well for, I don't know, future free agents who go, God, I don't want to go there, and then they're going to boo me if I even do good. It's possible. But, but, no doubt it's yeah. possible. Keep keep doing you, Seattle. We've known that about you ever since They're about to get a the team. They're about to get a team. Well, let's hope they Looks do. Looks like so they Vegas can, and So they Seattle. can boo them, yeah. They Vegas can, and so they Seattle. They can boo their own team. Go ahead. Uh, what impressed you the most this week in the NFL? Uh, I, well, the obvious answer is Buffalo, right? I, I feel like that's the obvious answer. Uh, but I think we had a feeling that could have happened either way. Uh, there's no, It wasn't like a shocking win, but they look really good doing it, beating the defending champs. I thought uh, the Vikings, the way they handled Green Bay was pretty impressive. Um, and then I thought the Chargers looked solid against the uh, division foe Raiders. I had Buffalo written down. I had Minnesota written down. And I have just Mahomes. He said it after the broadcast. It wasn't really brought up much after losing Tyreek Hill. But he mentioned how he believes that losing Tyreek Hill will make him a better quarterback. 
I can see that. So you don't have you don't have a you're not so reliant on one right, guy, and you're crutch, actually yeah. And Steve Young said that as well in the pregame. Uh, he'll have to go through his progressions. Watch out. You know that's that's been the the one question mark surrounding Patrick Mahomes. He's been incredible. There, there's no doubt about that. But the question mark has been is there's no doubt he's talented, but can he make quote unquote lesser weapons? elevate their game the way that we've seen Tom Brady be able to do. Man, after one game, it's going to be a complete overreaction. There's no doubt about that. But after one game, the answer to that looks like absolutely. <clears throat> because you could see him moving – you could see him kind of getting back to the roots of playing quarterback instead of looking for 10 or looking for 87. He was looking for the open man. And that offense looked absolutely unstoppable with him doing that. Look out. Okay. If I could uh, change one prediction <laughs> that I made in the in the uh, the preseason stuff we did, I would change the MVP. Okay, now ask me your next question. I would change the MVP. Oh, would you? Okay. Yes, I would make it Pat Mahomes. Okay. Because I think there's going to be that look at this guy without – I don't know, Allen. Yeah, I, it's going to be hard to beat Josh Allen if he continues to do that just because – He's already the favorite. All right, who didn't impress? Well, okay, let's talk about who they played. And that's Arizona. I, I didn't wasn't impressive, and and I'm not trying to to throw water on that fire there about Mahomes, but Arizona looked inept. They looked uh, just not good, and I, I mean, you pay Kyler that much, and that's what you get. You go get Hollywood Brown, and that's what you get. I think we talk about hot seats. I think oh oh Cliff Cool is in trouble, and they are on on. They are at a at a point. Arizona is as you got guys. I don't think they got the coach when he's blaming players for losses, and I think he he is on a definite hot seat. So Arizona did not look good, and and we'll get to Dallas in a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, the only guy that's got a hotter seat than maybe Cliff Cool Kingsbury is Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Jeez, Louise, think what has think about what's happened since the last time the Cowboys played a game. The last time we saw him was the home playoff loss to the to the 49ers and talking about man what happened to that offense it was so potent it was it had so many weapons and in the span of one offseason the arrogance of the Dallas Cowboys showed through this offseason they were so arrogant at the front office level that they believed they could they could trade Amari Cooper for like three cents on the dollar. Let Cedric Wilson go. Let Lael Collins go. Listen, I didn't have mind letting Connor Williams go. He's a holding machine. But here's the problem. They let all those guys go and didn't do anything about it. Right. They did nothing about it. Nothing to yeah. nothing to replace those guys. And with Gallup hurt. That I mean, maybe that's something that infuses a little bit of of weaponry back. But on the along the offensive line, then McGovern goes out on the first series, and you're looking around like this is terrible, and it was terrible. And in the span of one off season, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, the rest of the front office has managed. They wasted. They've already been wasting, and have wasted. One of the better offenses in the league for the last couple of years with just ridiculous defense. 
Now they've got that fixed, and the defense actually played pretty decent, especially in you know the the twenty five yard line and in holding yeah, when you're the Bucks field to field goals like they did. Yeah. Normally for a good team, that's how you win games, right? Oh, man, we haven't quite quite got Tom Brady figured out. Uh, it's just a field goal. Don't worry about it. That's that's better than normal, right? You only gave up nineteen, but they've managed to to now you look. And no offense to anybody around here that loves the guy. CeeDee Lamb isn't a number one receiver. And you're seeing it. And you're going to see it all year long. He's not. He's not. He doesn't pay enough attention to detail. He drops the ball way too much for what supposedly is a good player. Think of this. We loved the pick at the time because it was best available. Not looking so good right now. You know who else was there? Just four picks later. Was it Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. Yep. Does he look a little bit different in a Cowboys uniform? Who knows? Hell, they may bring him down with the with the culture that is the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys were the most disappointing team, in my mind, by far, especially when you add on the fact that Dak Prescott, who looked awful, by the way, let's not pretend like him getting hurt had anything to do with that outcome. But now he's out. Reports this morning, maybe not as long as they thought, but six to eight weeks. I already had surgery on that thumb. The Cowboys are a joke. The season is the season over. You can't say that just yet, just uh, because. I'm ready to say. Well, it. their division is terrible. Even though the other teams won, their, their division isn't any good. And so, if you just get things together, you ought to go about five and one against those teams. They probably won't, but they ought to. And then at that point, all you got to do is win like four or five more games over the other 11 and you're in the playoffs but boy it sure doesn't look like it and it's just it's another season wasted because of the arrogance of jerry and stephen jones well from the text line need new leaders from top to bottom i get that and i i totally agree jerry needs to let go but the problem is there's stephen well, and, I, I think, and I think as long as there's a Jones in charge, we're going to get the same old, same old every year for the rest of our lives. I've never been more inclined. I've never said this. I've never thought about this. I've never been more ready to jump off of, of <laughs> a ship like a cockroach on a ship going down. I, I am so fed up with it. I'm damn near 40. I want another Super Bowl. Man, too bad. And it's not going to happen. As long as as long as yacht boys are running the show, doesn't matter. They believe what they believe, and you can't fix it. Uh, Cam Newton, Jimmy G. It's we were talking about that. Drew and I texting yesterday, coming to work or right before I went to work. But with with apparently maybe Dax back faster than they thought. You know that it's not going to matter though. It won't matter. It won't matter. That's the problem. It won't make any difference because the culture is what it is, and Jeremy's exactly right. It's the same thing year after year. That's that's exactly what I text my friends in the game. I said, "Here we go again. The same thing, year after year. Is what I mean. Here's more injuries, more overhype." Propaganda. Here's what's for the crazy. Dallas Cowboys, and this is what we get. The defense was real. The defense is good. You know who else was pretty good on Sunday night? Really and truly, the guy that's taking it. Zeke Elliott looked pretty good. Over five yards of carry. It's fantastic. 
Well, for fat boy standards, absolutely it is. I mean, no, for anybody's standards. For his standards. For anybody's standards. Over five yards of carry in the NFL? Go look at the league leader. Okay, let's see it all year, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I and mean, that is saying something considering that offensive line is, is trash to produce five yards of carry. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. But let's see it every game. I don't, I, we won't. We're going to have to now. Cooper Rush leading you to the promised land? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> Jerry Jones is Forrest Gump, the richest moron alive. Yep. Well, I can think of some others, just not in the sporting world, though. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Now you see why everybody laughs at us for rooting for them. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. It's in the hole. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. So that was the NFL weekend. Hit the college weekend next. We'll start out, uh, though, it's a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Uh, Rodney Skinner and Paul Jones Drug, 225-2121. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. They've got long-term care unit packaging. They call those blister packs. They've got what's called convenience packaging. Convenience packaging is kind of the coolest thing right everybody's seen and everybody's grown up with the the plastic pill case that has every day of the week and you got to fill it and remember to fill it right and it's got to be the the right dosage of each pill and it's all on you so if you mess something up and, you, and one falls into the wrong hole then you're like uh-oh am i supposed to take that monday to uh, i don't remember paul jones does that for you convenience packaging you can just rip it open take the pills and voila, you're all good. Uh, that's uh, just an amazing thing there. And then they got the durable medical equipment as well. It's braces, it's walkers, canes, crutches, wraps, all of the above. They're at Paul Jones Drug Care You Can Trust. Right here in the Elk City area, 809 North Main Street. Steelers beating Cincinnati. Our man Scotty G wanted to, yeah, we got to, we got to talk about that a bunch yesterday with Jim. It was yeah. it was a great weekend, and it, it just proves once again when you see the parody that is in the game, and, and it's the same. It doesn't it feel like every single weekend, out of say thirteen games or whatever it is, you're going to have like three or four that are kind of blowouts that aren't, and then everything else is a one possession game that's coming down to like a field goal. Or a touchdown, right? I mean, the, the the NFL has got this figured out so well, and it's exciting. Each, I mean, when when the I couldn't wait to watch the afternoon games on Sunday, but it was hard to find the finishes of all those morning games with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, Indianapolis and Houston, Washington and Jacksonville, the uh, Philly and, and Detroit, New Orleans coming back to be Atlanta, Cleveland and Carolina, the Giants and the and Tennessee. Like all of them were finishing up right at the right at the same time, it was hard to to follow exactly what was going on in that little. And it happens every weekend like that. Right. NFL's got it figured oh, out. Oh, absolutely, they do. 
got it figured out. All right. Uh, I remember I was kind of thinking about that after Dallas lost, and I was actually driving home last night. Just you know, I was listening to Monday Night Football, and I was thinking, man, it'd be nice if we had a, if I had a good team to root for. If there's a team, then I realized, you know, yeah, sure, we're Dallas fans, but man, we watch every other game. It's not really like that with other leagues for me, unless it impacts right. my team. You know, right. like if it impacts the Thunder or or my Rangers. Okay, I'll watch Houston and the Angels play because that you know. I'm, of course, I'm dating myself. That was years ago when that actually mattered. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In sure. the NFL, I don't care. Yeah. Who's playing on, at noon? Oh, Jacksonville and, mm-hmm. and, and the Commanders. Miami. Yeah, okay. I'll watch that. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. That's that's the glory of the NFL. That They do it right. It, it keeps your interest. Absolutely. You, you know how I know Arizona was a disappointment? How? That game got taken off a of TV. And switched over to Raiders Chargers there yeah. toward the end. That's how I know. That's how I know Kyler Murray needs yeah. to go back to playing Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and get his clue. get his nose out of the playbook. <laughs> Watching film has destroyed him. Yes. <laughs> All right, college football upset weekend uh, with a couple of top ten teams going down: Texas A and M at home against Appy State, and then also Marshall on top of uh, knocking out uh, Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, head coach at Notre Dame, the first time in the history of Irish fighting Irish football that a new that a coach is 0-3 in their first three games. Jimbo Fisher falls to Appalachian State, 35 and 15 through 50 games there at AM. Got any idea what Kevin Sumlin was through 50 games? Uh game better. 36 and 14. Um, let's see. Since twenty, <laughs> let's are we really this. not going to talk about their yell practice? Uh, listen, that's just <laughs> which is going viral. Now. I do think it's funny that those dorks are finally getting outed for thinking some of that was funny. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous practice. But it's everybody else has pep rallies too. Yeah, they just, and they, and, and, it doesn't help with defense, the dudes in the milk yeah, the milk jug dispensary they, guys. They've been uh, doing it since the beginning of this that school i mean it's been a tradition that's been there forever and it's some things just don't age well but to them that's like always been a thing right well if it was funny i get it <laughs> but that dude was not funny no the the trying to be a stand-up i don't get that either so since 2017 jimbo and maybe fo- stop streaming it for the other team just putting that out there well i mean you're streaming it if you're gonna do it there, there's gonna be phones it doesn't matter yeah that's true Jimbo forty and twenty one since two thousand and seventeen. Mark Stoops forty two and twenty three at Kentucky. At Kentucky, a basketball school. Yikes! <laughs> but who's surprised? It's A and M being A and M, right? Oh, of course. Um, do we think there's any real hot seat to Jim? Surely not. Uh, no, they've paid him too much for it to be too hot. But lose more games like that. The money don't matter. They'll get rid of you. They'll get rid of you. Texas A&M. Do, do, in a weird way, does it get a pass against Miami, win or loss? No. Absolutely I mean, they're, not. They're, they're dogs in this one. They're underdogs. No, they're not. I thought they were. Oh. I, must, I, may, have, I may need to go change my pick. I misread it then. I misread that. Uh, Let me. I misread the minus and plus. My bad. Uh, matchup predictor has Miami fifty three percent chance to win. No, Texas A uh, and M is a six and a half. half. I said okay. five and a let's half. Let's say our game okay. is six and a half where okay. it started. 
I thought so. I it's saw gone that. down to five and a half, I guess. Well, yeah, because it's going to be hard for people to bet Texas A and M as a favorite over Miami. That's crazy. They got the matchup predictor on ESPN giving Miami a fifty-three percent chance to win this thing, mm-hmm. but A and M's a favorite. Everybody go to the matchup. Go to uh, the Western Oklahoma Realty pick them and be sure and pick Miami. Just saying. Fire over there on the left side. Pick the Canes. Just do it. <laughs> and Don't 60, ask questions. And just 64% of the people in, in the uh, game have just done it. The country? Yeah, yeah. 64% pick of people. Miami? Yeah, plus six and a half. I like that. Everybody keep doing it more. You get that number to like 99% to one. You mentioned Notre Dame. I've seen some bowl. Uh, you know, they change your the bowl predictions after each week. You know, the more and more I've seen the matchup of uh, Notre Dame with who LSU. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know what bowl. Does it matter? Like, like the cheese at bowl or something? Maybe the know. toilet bowl. Yeah. With the way those two seasons yeah. have started if out, they make a bowl. Yeah. Um. Big Twelve acquitted itself pretty good. It would have been nice for either Texas. I mean, obviously Texas to beat Bama would have given them the most clout. Uh, and then BYU, that was a weird game with Baylor because for the lot of that game, it felt like Baylor was better. But then all of a sudden, you're like, well, Baylor, they, they, they can't throw a pass. They don't even they couldn't tr- throw, they don't trust him yeah. to throw a pass. The guy who won the starting job, they don't yeah, trust him to throw it. they didn't trust him to throw it at all. And, and eventually, BYU wins that one in overtime. But the Big 12 has still had a pretty nice non-conference season so far. Uh, hopefully Oklahoma doesn't destroy that uh, with the loss up at Nebraska. But Iowa State getting it done against Iowa, that doesn't happen very often for a multitude of reasons. It finally did. Uh, an amazing turnaround from Iowa having it. It reminded, it reminded me of Elk City on Friday night, that one drive where they stuffed Iowa at the goal line and then they marched it 99 yards for what was the game-winning touchdown. And over, gosh, it had to. It was in the teens and plays. Uh, so uh, Big 12 – I think they've got some good teams. I don't know if they have a great one. Uh, it sounds like Ewers is going to have a chance to get back for the uh, for the Red River rivalry down in Dallas. It, it's the projected first chance. Now, whether or not he's able to do that or not it remains to be seen. Uh, but Texas was really good. Defensively, they were fantastic in that game against Alabama, holding down Bryce Young like really nobody since, say, Auburn did last year. You know, even George, yeah, the, the, I mean, the front, even the, the defensive front was a big reason why. really was. Yeah. I, and uh, I heard Sam May say this yesterday after us, and he was exactly right. That was the first time in a long time where Texas was able to really not only hold its own and maybe even get the better of a good team on the line of scrimmage. Offensive line did a fantastic job considering – the youth of those two ta- brand-new fr- true freshman tackles against Will Anderson. And he finally got to him at the very end there, but they made the field goal. Ended up being a 50-yarder 50, instead of a, a little bit closer, but they made it. You know, I guess if you block him, maybe a first down, and then they run out the clock for a game winner. But I thought they acquitted themselves really nicely. But can you do it week after week? Because you know they've had that game circled forever. Now what right. do you do? And it looks like you're down to maybe your fourth quarterback if Card can't go. Ewers is out. Malik Murphy, the uh, back or the third stringer freshman, he's out. So who plays quarterback against a sneaky good UTSA team? 
I think this is a hard game for Texas this week. It could be one of those letdown trap games. Absolutely. Coupled with the fact of uh, injuries and depth. Yeah, Absolutely. that could be a problem. Uh, Bijan kind of up. I mean, there's, I mean there's the crowd got there. amped up for an 11 a.m. game. Then you got to wait all the way till 7 o'clock on a Saturday against a team that's kind of hard UTSA. to get up for. UTSA. Yeah. You could see this being a close game. You could. For, for a lot of reasons. All right, give me your top 10 this week in college football. Oh, by the way, we forgot we've buried the lead. We'll get there. I'll, I'll talk about that game when I get to my top whatever. Okay. Uh, you can go 10 to 1, 1 to 10. Uh, 10 to 1 is fine. Uh, well, a lot of people are not going to like it, but I think USC has a top 10 offense, so I put them there at 10. That defense, though, it looking like a Grinch defense against Stanford, didn't it? And the uh, way the the offense, think about this. they the, why, why are they throwing it when they were up big? Like There's a couple times in the second half. And it had USC, USC fans scratching their heads and Oklahoma fans going, yeah, get used to that. you got a big lead and you're stopping the clock. Arkansas at nine, I, maybe a little underrated, but I might regret putting them at nine. I put OSU at eight. Um, Kentucky at seven. I kept OU at six. Clemson five, Michigan four, Ohio State three, Bama two, Georgia one. And that didn't change from my last week. I'm sticking with that. I've also got USC number 10. <clears throat> winning at Stanford is more impressive than anything the guys right behind them have done. I've got Tennessee number nine going on the road and knocking off uh, Pitt in overtime. So I've got Tennessee there. I've also got OSU at eight. I've got Arkansas at seven. Uh, they've beaten a good Cincinnati team and then also South Carolina. I've got BYU at six, um, one of the better wins around the country uh, over Baylor there I, I, on, for, on Saturday night. I get it. I get it. Did you watch a lot of that? I watched a bunch of it. I, the, they weren't the greatest. I, they yeah. weren't the greatest. But they won. The, the kicking, both teams. But they played a good team. But it, they and played they won. a good team. Yeah, I get it. Let, continue to show me BYU because well, they've, that they've actually they actually done have, something. Yeah, yeah. Clemson has done nothing. Oklahoma has done nothing. BYU beat a good team and played a good team. I've got Kentucky fifth, and I almost put them fourth. Going to the swamp and winning, uh, that's as impressive a win. Matter of fact, let's look down through here. Yep, most impressive win in the country so far is Kentucky at Florida because that Ohio State win over Notre Dame doesn't look quite as strong now, does it? No. I've got them fourth. I've got Michigan three. Michigan hasn't played anybody, but they've looked awesome beating people down. So if you're not going to play anybody, you better not have any cracks in your armor. You better not score – with 18 seconds left in the first half, your first touchdown, OU against Kent State. Michigan hasn't done that. They've dominated both games. Two, Alabama. Uh, here's the interesting thing about Alabama. I had Georgia number one last week, too, just as you did. But it's funny that Alabama is not really uh, – Texas is getting credit for playing really good, and all of a sudden they lost and get to go up into the top 25 with the loss, which if you watch that game, Texas had every chance to win. And so I don't mind that even though they, they lost the game, because there's a bunch of teams at the bottom that haven't done anything. What Losing to Alabama the way they did is better than a lot of people's wins that are down at the bottom of the pole, so that's fine. But you know who's not getting credit for winning a, a, the game? It's Alabama. If we're going to laud Texas for being so good, why is everybody down on Alabama about beating them? You know, it's pretty – it's well, I said like, that yesterday. It's funny how that works. Yeah, they're still they're they're there's getting credit for the panic. narrative going in. Yeah, there's panic in Tuscaloosa right Not now, and and they're they're partying on Sixth Street. Yeah, I've got Georgia number one. Uh, I think the dogs have been just. Uh, I think the worst thing that could have happened for the rest of the nation is Texas waking up Alabama the way they did. 
Imagine what practice is going to be like this week. Yeah, you know, but Bama last year, they had that scare down in the swamp against Florida. Uh, there was a few games where Arkansas was right there with them. They had a few games that they didn't play very well, and then all of a sudden, things kind of come together, and there they are. Yep. I will say this, though. I just don't think we're going to see that Bama team for us of the year. That off, Well, their offense isn't what it's been. They don't have those receivers like they have had. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports mock yeah ing yeah excuse me welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal wrapping up a paul jones drug tuesday here with the final segment we told you all about the medical things that paul jones drug does uh, most insurance they accept but also they've got an awesome selection of gifts and greeting cards as well, from birthdays to anniversaries, graduations, whatever card, all kinds of greeting cards. Uh, you can go down there and pick up a cool little gift, a nice little card at Paul Jones Drug. That's care you can trust right here in the Elk City area, 809 North Main Street. Or give them a call, 580-225-2121. All right, Jared, looking at the newsok.com oklahoman's top 10 games of the week in high school football this week last week and really the week before it was littered with big school matchups seemed like just about all of them was 6a1 6a2 or 5a this week everybody else is a lot more represented in these top 10 games and especially class 4a there are one two three uh, four, five, six. Six of the top ten feature a team in Class 4A. Starts at the top with number one with uh, at number one with Tuttle and Guthrie. And you also have Poto coming off a lot of their first loss of the year. They play, they'll play Chandler. Uh, let's see Grove and Wagner rematch of that crazy game last year that was a district game mm-hmm. uh, and where Grove lost on purpose. Essentially, uh, to Wagner to win the to win the district. Right. Uh, let's see, Cushing coming off the win over Perkins Tryon. Now they get another three A top ten in Barry Hill, and at number eight, well, a little looky there. You see the brown and white Big Elks at three and zero, taking on Carl Albert, and then the final game at number ten is Blanchard and Shawnee. I think this will be an interesting week to see where uh, kind of the top few teams. You know, Clinton's not in, in the poll, not there. And maybe Broken Bow as well. But everybody, a lot of the other teams that are in the top ten right now are on the field against good competition this week. Yeah, kind of a shakeout Friday. Going into district play, yeah. Yeah, and then kind of that, you know, and I'm, again, kudos to everybody who schedules those games because it just makes for obviously a better product on the field, but I think it makes for better football teams in the long run, win or lose. So I love it. That gets – uh the fans interested, and again, it tells you more about your team that you're rooting for and in uh, teams that you're going to go up against in the future, in future district matchups and possibly playoff matchups. I love it. 
One that I thought we might see, but we haven't. Uh, looking over at the Tulsa World's poll, uh, just for reference, Carl Albert, number eight. Even though they have the one and two record, they're still number eight in 5A. Uh, that just speaks to the tradition and the respect that they've garnered throughout the years. Uh, the 4A, uh, 4A top ten looks like this. They've got Tuttle, number one, Cushing, number two, Clinton, number three, Wagner's fourth, Poto, five, the Elks are six. Hildale 7, Bethany 8, Broken Bow 9, and then Newcastle joins the poll for the first time at number 10. In Class A, uh, one of the Class A District 1 teams, Fairview is third. Hinton coming off a loss, they're down in 9. Then Class B, you've got Sealing at 1 coming off that upset win over Laverne. They're number 1. Laverne's 2, Shattuck 3. The Hollis Tigers enter the Class B poll on the Tulsa World side at number 9. And then in Class C, Mountain View Godibo's number eight. Those two teams played this week with yeah. Hollis going to Mountain View Godibo. I was hoping we might see that. Uh, but it, it, it looks to me like the Oklahoman isn't updating their rankings like they used to because they've got all all the rank. Well, maybe they st- – I just missed the poll. I saw it. It's, For this week? I Yeah, I believe so. Okay, because they've got the Elks nine and Carl Albert six. Yeah, there's not a lot of change from – Yeah, okay last week that's why i didn't know if it changed it just looks the same no, I, yeah i think it updated yesterday but i kind of was texting you about where do we think those our teams that are you know elk city and carlisle where are they going to be in the rankings coming up i was questioning would carlisle even be ranked coming in at one and two you said yes for the very reasons you said and i think that's true elk city i had a number in mind i never told you and it was actually six so tulsa world and i kind of lined up and oh, here I, want, it is. Yeah. I wonder what the ap will look like uh, you know, those rankings I look at for everything I've said before because of it's a collective media vote. So I I kind of feel like Elk City is a is around the sixth spot, um, well earned after last week's win. And if they can go to Carl Albert and and pull off the win there, and um, I mean we could start talking about top five, maybe even higher as a well-respected team in Elk City. Like, okay, they're the real deal. They just went to Carl Albert and won. No, I know Carl Albert a little banged up, but they still got a really good running back from what I hear, which might play into what – no, we'll we'll cover that. We'll preview that game later in the week. But it might play into what Elk City likes to do defensively in stopping the run. Yeah. another uh, intriguing matchup. Xavier Robinson, junior junior tailback for the Carl Albert Titans. I'm sure they're still out without DeQuazy. The quarterback that broke his collarbone in, in week one. I mean, I, it's a non-district game, so even if he were close, why in the world would Carl Albert, why would the Titans even no. even risk his health for a district title run or even further down into the playoffs? You Is wouldn't that think throwing, that would happen. Was it his throwing collarbone? I or I, I, That could be the difference between full season and – Right. Yeah. yeah, but I've cracked a collarbone in my throwing arm, and that is it took forever to get back from. That's a look at what's coming up on the high school football field. Yeah, we don't have that AP poll tomorrow. Yeah. We can kind of compare and contrast all three of them. With, uh, we'll look at more uh, local matchups, too. Talk about what that looks like. Merritt back at it, like you said. Merritt Minko. I think Merit, Sarah Mangum. Sarah Mangum. Look, look at other fellow district, 4A1 district foes. See what they're going to do. Weatherford at Elgin. All of a sudden, that looks like a tougher game than what we thought. After the way Elgin beat Cash. Yeah. Everybody have a great Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.